This is Healing Through Love. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Healing Through Love. My name is Olivia Luna, and I'm just a 33-year-old single woman who has never been in love before. And this podcast is my journey to find a healthy, healing, long-term monogamous relationship. Um, Along the way, I'm going to get to talk to some incredible friends and loved ones, as well as experts in the fields of dating, relationships, healing, and so much more, everything in between. I can't wait for you guys to hear some of the great conversations I'm going to have with um, some guests uh, for this season. So please stay tuned. Follow the podcast if you're not already. Um, Subscribe, you know, hit all the links and the likes. Um, If you love the first season and are loving this new season, feel free to leave a five-star rating and a review. Um, And as always, you can reach out to me on social media at solidarity underscore media or at Olivia Luna underscore underscore. Reach out, um, send me your questions, comments, thoughts, concerns. I just want to do a special shout out to everybody who's reached out to me after the first episode dropped last week. I really appreciate all of the love. Everyone seems like so excited that I'm back on the mic. There's another new season. So I really appreciate, again, all of the love and support. Um, I am going to be doing some new stuff this season, maybe some like new kind of segments, Um, particularly uh, like a lot of reaction to just some of the content that I've been seeing a lot online. I feel like videos around like dating relationships, like gender roles, women, men, all of that is like so prevalent on social media these days and on other podcasts as well. Um, and I'm sure it's probably just my algorithm because that's like all I'm sort of, that's all I really talk about and all I'm sort of like swiping on as well too. But some of the like, I don't know, extreme thinking and rhetoric around, you know, people's thoughts and opinions around dating um, are just kind of interesting to me. And I just, I don't know, I I feel like I I have a lot of thoughts um, on some of the things that I've seen. I don't always like feel comfortable necessarily like posting or commenting on stuff just because, you know, there's all kinds of all kinds of individuals online who, you know, just have uh, just are there to fight essentially. So I'm not looking to do that. But I just want to share some thoughts around some just, I don't know, common kind of themes and rhetoric that keep coming up on dating and, and online dating and, you know, how women should be and men should be. And I don't know, I just I, I think there's like a lot of very when 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 opinions are just so extreme and so polarizing, it just makes it so much harder for us to date. It makes the dating experience feel um, just so daunting <laughs> and so toxic. So uh, I think it's really time to just kind of address some of the things that I've heard. And let's just sort of, you know, put some context, put some like normalization, you know, do it from a lens of healing and security and reality, you know, a lot of the times. Um, So that's going to be an interesting segment that I might start uh, in the next couple of weeks, just sort of reacting to some viral things that have been out there. Um, I think you guys know, you know, if if there's anything in particular that kind of comes to your mind, feel free to hit me up, reach out, send me the things that uh, maybe you've seen or heard and that you just want some, I don't know, outside opinion on um, if you like my opinion, which if you've been listening to this podcast, I think you do. So feel free to send me your stuff um, again on social media or um, at our website, solidaritymediaproductions.com. 
All right. So for today's episode, um, again, around the theme of like new year, right? Starting fresh 2024 for me and you, um, I really want to kind of examine some of the toxic beliefs that I've had about dating and relationships um, and see what I can do to reframe them in a way that hopefully makes them a little bit more positive, a little bit more optimistic. Um, So that way when I go into, especially this current relationship that I'm cultivating with someone right now, go in with a very just positive, optimistic outlook. And from a place of, again, always like healing and security um, from, from some of the trauma or things that I've learned in the past that have you know, kind of informed where, how that have kind of informed these sort of toxic beliefs. And if anybody relates to any of these beliefs that I have, or if you have some of your own that maybe I don't mention here, feel free again, reach out, let me know. I think examining those kind of like toxic beliefs that we have about um, dating and relationships is super important. So we can kind of like recognize that pattern again um see where we are doing a certain amount of like self-sabotaging which is like a huge thing um that I feel like I've been experiencing a lot of in dating um you know not so much from myself doing it you know lately just because I'm really aware of it and conscious of it but just as I'm dating other people I see a lot of dudes like really self-sabotaging themselves in a lot of the ways um you know, afraid to really like, there's so many guys that are just like afraid. There's so many guys who tell me after the fact that they were afraid or intimidated to like approach me because they felt like, you know, I wasn't into them or I have a lot of guys on my, on my roster. And so, you know, I'm, they just don't think that they could match up to that. You know, all of these things and not to like, I'm not, again, not trying to like toot my own horn or whatever. Um, but it it just was interesting to me that when we allow these beliefs, this fear really, right? Fear, F-E-A-R, false evidence appearing real. When we allow that false evidence and that narrative to corrupt like our ability to open our hearts, to make ourselves available to other people, Again, it just adds to this toxic dating environment. It adds to dating seeming like such a task, such a burden on everybody um, because we kind of go in with so many assumptions. And it's it's funny because I'll, I'll ask these guys, I'm like, why didn't you ever just like ask, you know, like, why didn't you ever just, you know, just uh, did I did I ever say or do anything that might have led you to think that I wouldn't be interested? Well, no, I just assumed and because you weren't, I don't know, actively hitting on me. I just assume like all of these things. It's assumption, assumption, assumption. And what do we, what happens when we assume you don't get a date? That's what happens. Like, um, so yeah, so it's little things like that, that, um, I've noticed a lot of in dating. And so I just wanted to take that, take that time to recognize that for myself. I definitely think that assuming someone isn't into me is a big thing that I do in dating. Um, I will not approach, a lot of people just out of out of pure like fear that um, I'm not in their league, right? <laughs> like they're way too good looking or, you know, they've got so much going for themselves. Um, I'm also really great at just like reading, you know, body cues and um, 
facial expressions, right? I'm really good at reading people. And so when someone's not really like, it feels like they're not really feeling me, like I, I can pick up on that pretty well. Um, and I also, at the same time, have a really bad habit of over like dramatizing the cues that say that they might be interested in me, right? Like just over like exaggerating those things. And I've been burned in the past before where it's like, oh, this guy seems like he's so into me. He's like touching me and like smiling and laughing and doing all these things. So I'm going to go for it. And then nope, wrong. Nope, nope. Just a friend. He's or he's gay. Oh, cool. You know, he's not. He's just like completely not interested. So it's this weird line. And I think I think going back and forth between like, are they into me? Are they not? Or whatever. All of that overthinking also will talk me out of approaching a guy or, you know, thinking that I could I could even envision a relationship with this person because this anxiety of, you know, do they like me? Do they not just becomes overwhelming a lot of the time. So I do want to kind of like start there, like leave that behind. No assumptions. If I am uncertain about where I stand with someone or how they feel about me, I'm just going to ask, like, just, let's just normalize just asking, hey, how do you feel about this? Hey, what do you think about a date with me? Right? Like, how are you feeling? You know, this relationship has been going so far. I, I don't think that there's necessarily, I don't, I think sometimes we get into this fear of I'm going to make them like, they're going to think I'm crazy or they're going to think I'm like, just so weird if I ask and I should already know. And that just gets us into so many troubles in, in everything, in every aspect of our life. When we just, when we expect people to <laughs> know the answer to something, I cannot tell you how many like jobs and people that I've met who like clearly just don't know what they're doing and like are figuring it out as they go. Like even myself, right? Like I didn't know how to start a podcast, didn't know how to get any of this going, but I've slowly just had to like figure it out as I go. And I think it's the same. We have to have that same level of grace and understanding in dating and relationships. No one is going to get it right. Like no one is, is going to, you know, it's very rare for that perfect person to like land at your feet so we just have to give that a little bit of grace and and always, always ask if we don't know where we stand with someone, it's okay. It's better to get that clarity and understanding because the rejection is another thing that I think deters a lot of people from asking like, oh, they're going to say that they hate me or that they're not, they're not, they're not serious or whatever. Um, and truthfully, as much as that might hurt in the moment, it's better to know when someone's not feeling you or when they're not looking for a, a relationship, I think I've wasted so much time and so much energy on guys that I was just trying to get them to like me, trying to make sure that, you know, my, my standing with them was good and only to come and find out, you know, months in, oh, actually this whole time I was just having a, you know, just having fun. I wasn't really looking for a relationship. Um, and it's, it's because, um, and in a lot of ways, it feels like a blind side, which isn't fair. You know, I didn't ask, right? I could, if I had just like sort of stated those expectations from, you know, the, the first date even, like then I could have had just a smoother time in dating them. And, and then I could have like come to clarity and understanding a lot quicker. So um, I definitely want to do myself that service, you know, going forward, just asking before I assume. Um, and, and also not limiting myself. Um, if I find, 
you know, someone's attractive and I want to at least figure out if they're single, right? Like ask that question, right? If, hey, are you seeing anybody right now? Would you be interested in going to dinner, grabbing a drink? It can be very calm, casual, chill. And if it's a no, cool, you have your answer, keep it moving. But if it's a yes, like how freaking great and how easy was that, right? Like it's definitely a lot easier when uh, it's definitely a lot easier than we think a lot of the times. Our anxiety, again, that that false evidence appearing real can really slow us down. So that's the first one. Um, second toxic belief that I want to do away with. Um, I will assume when I'm in a relationship with someone or when I'm dating someone for a while, there is... <laughs> I have a lot of intrusive thoughts, okay? <laughs> I just just in my life, I have a lot of intrusive thoughts and they're usually, you know, again, rooted in anxiety and rooted around like pain or just something really bad is gonna happen. Um, I think a lot of that stems back to childhood, growing up in um, kind of, you know, abusive household, both physically, mentally, emotionally, um, moving around a lot, being a lot of being in a lot of different environments and communities, having to adapt like constantly. Pain was just a all too familiar thing in my life. So going into dating and relationships, um, it lives there too as well. So I, I one of the things that I always just assume or imagine at some point or another when I'm dating somebody is that they're gonna cheat on me. Um, I particularly in dating straight men, you know, I just feel like I grew up with a lot of evidence that that was um, an inevitability in, in straight relationships that the man is going to cheat and you're going to get your heart broken because you're not good enough and all men are trash and blah, 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 blah. And it, that was just kind of like what I heard both both at home in watching my mother's relationships. There was a lot of lying. And so... I feel like I've carried a lot of that into my relationships, again, both romantically and otherwise. I used to have a really hard time making sincere friendships because I just assumed people don't like me. They think I'm weird. You know, I I'm new to this environment or this community. I'm an outsider. Um, you know, they're they're scared of me. They, they think all these things that just keep me from being open and being um, optimistic about where a, a connection could go with somebody. And so that's definitely something that I want to really shift as I move forward this year into relationships. Like obviously keeping a certain amount of awareness is, <laughs> is healthy for sure. Um, you know, not, uh, not sacrificing um, my needs or my boundaries um, because I don't want someone to think that, I think they're going to cheat on me or whatever, but um, I don't want to jump to any kind of conclusion either. I don't want to catastrophize my relationships anymore. I don't want to rush to an ending that I have no evidence for. Again, false evidence disappearing real to me. Um, I want to really see and embrace somebody for who they are and let them show me exactly who they are. And... Um, you know, making decisions based off of that, based off of this real genuine connection that I have in front of me and not what my past or my trauma is trying to tell me to think. 
I've also made a point to talk about like core values with my dates. Um, and honesty is definitely a big one, you know, that I'll, I'll sort of state from the very beginning. Like it's important that, you know, whoever I'm with, honesty is always at the core of this. I'm, I'm terrible liar. I hate lying, you know, uh, if I ever have to like play a game or poker, like where I'm lying, like I'm always going to know I'm going to lose. Cause I'm just, I'm not good at it. I don't like keeping secrets. Like all of these things. I just, I, I, my heart rate literally will increase <laughs> if I'm like holding in a lie. So, uh, and, and my face is also a dead giveaway. Like I can't control what it does. Like somebody says something to me and I have a reaction and my face does something and they're like, Olivia, fix your face, like get it together. So I'm just not great at, at lying in general. And, and, you know, from again, my past and seeing how much dishonesty, um, really degraded at the marriages and relationships that my mother had, the harm that it caused um, my family even is just something that's weighed on me um, and is, is again, informing my relationships going forward. So taking the time to really cultivate and build trust is important. Um, but it starts by having that clean slate, right? Not going in with any projection or assumptions of what someone's going to do to me, but showing, letting them show me, right? Being my best self and seeing where the relationship unfolds from there. Um, and not all men are cheaters, right? I think we could like, let's start to do away with that narrative too, right? Just because it's a straight man, he's a good looking guy. You know, maybe he's got a lot of uh, female friends or women that are drawn to him. That doesn't necessarily mean that um, someone isn't, isn't capable of like controlling <laughs> their sexual urges, right? Or just like keeping it, um, keeping the trust between them and myself. Um, I want to assume the best out of everybody that I'm with. Um, and if I'm with you, you know, just know that I'm, I'm <laughs> expecting the best. So, um, yeah, I, I think, I think it's important to state that, right? Like not all men are cheaters. Not everybody's going to cheat on you. It's, it's, if it's a cycle or a part of your karma or your, your, your family, you know, history patterns that you've seen growing up, childhood trauma, you can break it by shifting that belief right now. And rather than the line of every man is going to cheat on me, I'm, I want to shift it to say like, I want to expect, I expect every man that I'm with to show me exactly who they are first, right? I want to lead by seeing who they are and then making decisions off of that and not with the assumption of they're going to do X, Y, Z. Another toxic belief that I have is assuming my partner's going to get tired of me. Yeah, I, I think that's a big one is like, I think that's something that's deterred me from um, relationships. Uh, as much as I want to have one, there is that fear that a long-term thing is is somehow going to get boring after after a while. Um, again, seeing patterns in, you know, relationships from childhood. Um, that's kind of a big rhetoric too. You know, I've, I even have friends who maybe have been with their partner for a long time. And, you know, there's jokes of just like, you know, uh, it's been five, six years, whatever. You know, uh, she's tired of me. I'm tired of him. And it's interesting because like a lot of dating experts as well 
say that secure, healthy love and relationships are boring, right? They're not like, they're not up and down. It's not some roller coaster ride of emotion. It's just boring, slow, steady love, which I fear. I fear that like that means that I'm going to get boring and they're not going to want to be with me or I'm not going to want to be with them if it's not like this exciting thing. But again, as I work through everything that I've been working on this past, you know, few years, um, finding the excitement and joy just in experiencing life rather than in experiencing pain or trauma or, you know, sadness in a relationship. Um, how can I make dating exciting again? It's, it's our responsibility in relationships to keep it exciting, to keep it saucy and, uh, you know, sexy and cool and different, right? It's not necessarily, um, one person's, you know, entire personality that's going to like drive the relationship. Everybody has their ups and downs. There's, there's going to be weeks and periods when I'm, when I'm with somebody where, you know, I, I'm just focused on work or I'm just kind of uh, just want to like chill out, hang out at home, not do anything crazy. Right. Like there is going to be those, those boring (laughs) periods. Um, But it doesn't mean that like, I can't still cultivate like excitement with somebody else through travel, through, you know, these fun experiences and a cool new restaurant together or something. Right. So I want to shift that narrative to say, you know, rather than um, I'm this assumption that they're going to get tired of me or, or I'm going to get bored of relationships, I had the ability to keep relationships exciting through experiencing life with another person, right? I have this opportunity and I have this gift of experiencing life at its fullest with somebody else. Um, and that's exciting. That's an exciting thought rather than this fear that, you know, it's, it's just going to be such a dull thing. But, you know, as I, as I think about like secure love and secure relationships, it doesn't necessarily, I, I'd rather it, I'd rather say healthy love is secure. It doesn't necessarily mean it's got to be boring. Right. So I'm excited for living life with my person. Another toxic belief, um, and I think a lot of people can resonate with this one. I'm afraid that being in a relationship, I when in when being in a relationship with someone, I worry constantly that I might be settling. Like, am I settling by being with this person? Um, and what does settling like even really mean, right? Like we we take it to mean that like just being with this person because you're afraid you're not going to be able to get anybody else. And so this person's here and it's the best I'm ever going to do. So let me just like settle into this. But if we look at it from the perspective of even if I'm exclusive with someone and in a relationship with them, like I'm still constantly like dating them, right? I'm not settling in at any moment, any time there can be a realization that, oh, you know, this isn't the best relationship or the best match. Um, and so it's never, you're never actually really in my mind, you're never actually really settling ever unless you're disregarding your needs or your boundaries for the sake of this relationship. At that point, then it's less settling so much as it is denying, um, what your, what you want in a relationship. If I'm ever at a point where I'm questioning 
again, where I stand with this person, is this relationship enough or whatever? And let's say I, I, I stick to my first belief, right? I ask, I don't assume, I just put it out there and I'm not still not quite getting the response that I need, the effort that I want to see, the connection that I want to feel, right? If I'm still not getting that and then there's that still that question of, what else is out there? Chances are, this is probably not the relationship for me. Um, and so it, once you, once you know that, and if you're in operating and, and going into relationships from a more secure place, you're not going to want to stick around in that relationship, right? You're going to, you know, end things and, and continue on. And so I, again, I just, I don't think that settling is ever going to be like an option for me. I think I'm either going to be happily, excitedly dating someone, seeing where something grows, like seeing, seeing, seeing where something goes with someone cultivating a relationship or I'm single and, and moving forward, you know, dating and, and meeting other people. Settling is just something that like, I, I don't really see myself doing. Like it's just, it's not an option. It's also never something that we actually do right you're either happy and growing in this relationship or you're not so rather than saying i'm going to be settling in a relationship i'm going to shift it to say i'm going to be thriving in relationship i'm going to be cultivating relationship i'm going to be healing in relationship so yes that's a good one okay last one uh and this one's interesting for me because it's it's a little bit of a contradiction to itself so <laughs> I, I don't ever, I've never really thought that, um, forever was a thing in love and relationships. We, we talk about marriage being forever and finding your life partner, right? The person you're going to just like spend the rest of your life with. I just never believed that that was a possibility unless I am literally on the same trajectory as somebody else there's there's gonna be deviations in the path. I think I think we're almost better and we grow faster when we do have, you know, multiple kind of different relationships along the way in life to inform us of who we are and how we interact with each other. And it's not to say that I'm looking to immediately throw away this relationship and go on to the next thing or whatever, but I just, I don't know. I just, I've never really prescribed to the thought that you know, this is, this is the one and he is my forever person because it also feels like it puts a lot of pressure onto a relationship to make that assumption, um, that, you know, this has to work until I die. Right. <laughs> like, uh, I don't, I don't, I just never thought that that was, um, a thing, but in the same breath, I will uh, have this kind of all or nothing mentality when I go into dating, right? If this isn't forever, then it's not at all. And that is so just dumb and backwards and like not speaking to what I internally like at my core like feel and believe. But um, I think it stems back to that anxiety and that fear of just like not being enough. And so I need this person to be like, all in for me. I need us both to be like all in on this relationship together because I just, I'm afraid that if I, you know, go in and like they're not there with me, I'm going to be left on the island alone. And that connects back to the first part, right? I'm not 
asking where I stand with this person. I'm assuming a lot of things that uh, that it's it's not going to work out if they don't commit to me all the way or I don't commit to this all the way. Um, you know, I'm assuming that I'm going to, I'm just settling if I, if I don't like, if I'm not all in on this. Um, and that just is, it's, it's just such a disturbance. It's, it's such a impediment to the growth of the natural kind of growth of a relationship. When I just have this very black or white, like you're it or you're not kind of thing. Um, sometimes a lot of, a lot of relationships take time to really grow in the past when I'm just like reacting off of initial attraction or, you know, I'm, I'm just, there's something about this, this, or there's like a spark or something that I just want to like, you know, really just dive into this. It always ends up leaving me so hurt. I end up rushing into something with someone who's just completely incompatible with me. Um, you know, it's I, the very, my whole impetus for starting this podcast was after a breakup and looking back at that relationship, I, I've said this before in other podcast episodes, but like looking back at that relationship, I realized like we are, we were just totally different people. There was no way a relationship was ever going to really go anywhere with this person. We were just totally incompatible with one another. But because I had decided that I want to be all in with this person, this is my forever partner. I see it till the end. Like, this is it. I've just put so much anxiety and pressure onto the relationship. I definitely think like he could feel it. And there was a lot of things that he was also struggling with personally in his life. And so to have you know, the pressure of making this work with me, right? All of my fear of, you know, all of my trauma and fear of we, we've, this, this has to work out. It's no wonder that, you know, he ended it and I was like kind of left high and dry. Um, I, I wish I had really slowed that down a little bit more. If I had taken some time to just sort of, again, focus on fostering and cultivating relationship um, rather than expecting or assuming or, you know, running off of fear and anxiety, I would have seen that we were not a match, that this is actually like not healthy right now for us to be together. So as I move into dating and relationships now, having more of that balanced mindset of, of how this can unfold um, and the, and not putting a timeline or a deadline on any of it, right? Like not, no deadline for when we're exclusive, no timeline for like, how far we have to be, to, how how long we have to be together, right? Obviously, I want to assume the best. I want to assume that, um, you know, it, it will work out. But understanding that, you know, humans are complex and the universe expands and sometimes life takes us in all kinds of different directions. We never know what could happen tomorrow. And so it's really just about being present and being in the moment of the relationship now where I'm at, not you know, my, not forever at death or, you know, not what happened to my past. I think that's the kind of broad strokes of what I need to leave behind. I need to just be very present in my relationships. Um, because when I lean into the anxiety and the fear, that's me, um, worried about the future, worried about, you know, whether this is going to work out. And when I lean into, you know, the, the, the self, De degradation of I'm not enough. They're going to cheat on me. All of those things that's leaning into my past, leaning into the traumas that I experienced as child in childhood. So 
2024, Olivia, is living in this year, living in this time, in this moment. And that's sort of how I want my, you know, how I want to operate in my relationships as well, too. So those are some of the toxic beliefs that I've had in dating and relationships that I want to kind of shift going into this new year, really just being present in this moment. I'm excited to ask about where I stand with someone. I'm excited to not like assume things, to ask, to be clear, you know, through communication. I'm excited to cultivate relationship and not necessarily feel like I'm settling in it, but really just cultivating and growing and connecting with someone. Uh, Excited to not assume, excited to not like have any more projections of the past, but rather really embracing who I am today and the work that I've been doing uh, recently. So let me know what you thought, guys. As always, if you are loving this podcast, please feel free to leave a five-star rating and review. Um, Reach out on social media at solidarity underscore media, or you can follow me at Olivia Luna underscore underscore. Um, And let me know what you think. We've got some polls and questions at the bottom of every episode that you can also submit your responses to. And until next time, guys, stay well, be well, love you, 2024 for you and me. Bye.